Hey there, friends. It's Sadie. Welcome back to another episode of Our Golden Twenties podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today because it is my first ever solo episode. If you are new to Our Golden Twenties, this is the first episode you're listening to. You should probably know that I typically do this podcast with my best friend, Tegan. So every week we discuss something together. Um, But like I said, this is the first time I'm taking on an episode of my own. So I'm both like crazy excited, but also crazy nervous. I've had like a wondering how it would go if I were to ever do a solo episode. And I guess today we are going to find out. So I'm very happy to have you here. Um, I'm, I think I'm nervous to talk about this topic today. I'm nervous to like, you know, do this on my own, but I'm more nervous to actually edit this episode afterwards <laughs> since Tegan usually does all of that. So I don't know. I feel like I shouldn't have to like set the scene with this, but if this episode sounds weird, if it sounds different, if it sounds low quality, I apologize ahead of time. <laughs> just thought I'd get that out of the way. Not that now I'm like, oh God, did I just jinx myself? But no, it is all good. So anyways, first solo episode, got that out of the way. I think another reason I'm feeling nervous for today's episode is because I want to dive into something that I haven't really talked about before, or definitely something I haven't talked about on the podcast before. But even with my friends and family, this isn't something that I talk about often or like at all. And it's nerve wracking because I hate being vulnerable. I've said that many times on the podcast and I think it's kind of ironic because yet I have a podcast and show up every week spilling my guts and heart and soul into whatever we're talking about. But this particular topic is kind of a, I don't know, closed box, I guess, something I don't discuss a lot. And that is being single. So if you are also single, you know, listening to this episode, if you're newly single, if you've always been single, I hope you find comfort and maybe some validation in this episode. We're going to just talk about kind of my story of being single. I know that sounds really dramatic, but like just singleness and what it means to me and how I've navigated it, why I'm still single. I think that's a big question people wonder about me and ask about me. Like, I don't know how to like articulate that thought, but I think people are curious about that. So I want to share a little bit about that. I also want to just talk about what it's like to be the single friend because as I get older the more I feel this now that you know a lot of my friends are in relationships most of my friends are in relationships being the single friend hits different and I think there it's a like feeling if you're also single that it's just comforting to hear someone else's experience and be like oh yeah I'm not alone in this so we're gonna dive into that If you aren't single and you're listening to this, that is a-okay too. I hope it is enlightening and interesting to you, but you know what? I feel like it will be interesting. And I say that because I, like I said, have a lot of friends who are in relationships. Some of them are even married and they 
are even more interested in my dating and single life than my other single friends. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is. Does everybody have that friend who's, you know, very happy in their relationship, but is like very curious and like dedicated to your single life? I don't know. So all of this to say, I think there's something in this episode for everybody. Um, but that is what we're going to be talking about today. I do have kind of a bone to pick with some people who wonder about my singleness and who are like interested in my story. And that is because last summer we did another episode and in that episode I shared, I think it was like a dating episode, but I shared some lessons I've learned while dating And it was kind of the first time I'd really talked about my personal love life on the podcast. Again, because I hate being vulnerable. That's a closed like box, like private part of my life that I don't really share with people. But I was like, you know what? No, we're going to try something new. We're going to try to be vulnerable and we're going to talk about this on the podcast. So I did. And it wasn't even anything like super specific. It was just me talking about lessons I've learned. However, the this is my bone to pick, is I received text messages, like whatever, from friends I hadn't talked to in months after that episode aired. And aired? I don't know. That made me sound like I'm like some, I don't know, sitcom TV show. But once that episode went live, I had friends reach out to me and they were like, hey girl, listen to the podcast this week. How are the dates going? How's your dating life? Have you met anybody? Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, you know, first of all, thanks for reaching out. It's nice that you care. But it also really bothered me and annoyed me that for the people I hadn't talked to in a while who are reaching out to ask about this, that's what they were asking about. They weren't asking, hey, how are you? It's been a while. They weren't asking, hey, what's new? You know, like, let's catch up. The one and only mission that they had was to ask about my dating life. And I think why that bothers me so much is because there's so many other things going on in my life. I set so many other goals. I'm making progress on my other goals. And when you ask me about just my dating life when we haven't talked for months, it's a very, it closes off me being able to tell you about other things that are important to me. And it makes it feel like and sound like as women, I feel we are expected to prioritize dating, prioritize finding a man. Typically we're, you know, told that's the goal. That's the end all be all. That's what you should be working towards. So when someone reaches out to me and asks only about my dating life, it affirms that. And for me, I'm a huge goal setter. You guys know this about me. I'm working towards something constantly. I'm building my life out of every goal that I set. And I'm so proud of the life that I've built. But yet all people care about and all people are wanting to like talk about and celebrate is whether or not I found a partner. Like, I don't know. That just kind of boggles my mind. So just wanted to also say that. (laughs) I don't even actually remember how I got on that ramp, but that's the one thing, I guess, about a solo episode. There's nobody here to uh, cut me off or keep me on track, but I also wanted to put that out there. I wanted to validate the single people, I guess. That's the whole part of my rant. 
validate that being single is perfectly okay and there's no nothing wrong with being single. I think that's often something we fear is like, what's wrong with me, you know, and I'm going to dig into that in a little bit more. But if you're single, it's not something to be ashamed of. It's not something, if you're somebody in a couple, it's not something you need to pity your single friends like for, you know? And I was going to say, I've been kind of battling with the idea of saying being single has been a key part of my identity through my 20s so far. I guess that's true, but we're going to kind of dive into why that is. Before we do dive in, though, I do want to say that throughout this episode, I'm definitely going to try my hardest to use inclusive like language and inclusive terms. So I'm going to try to say the word partner. If I do slip up and I happen to say boyfriend, I apologize. I am a heterosexual cis woman. So that is, you know, the first thing that comes to mind for me, but I'm going to try my hardest to say partner. I also want to just say that this episode is not meant to be a cry of why am I still single you know I'm not playing into that stereotype at all and on the other like hand and other side of that I'm also not saying that you need to find a relationship or have a partner in order to live a fulfilling life if there's one thing about my life so far I can say that that is not true. You do not need somebody else to be whole. You know, you can be whole on your own. So just, I don't know. This was a really long intro, but hopefully I'm setting the scene on what this whole episode is about. The other day I was watching Sex and the City and it was an episode that actually kind of inspired this whole podcast episode and like topic for me to talk about and it's season four episode one okay it's a great episode but it's all about singleness and Miranda kind of accepting her singleness it's about it's the episode where care it's Carrie's birthday um her friends don't show up to her birthday dinner and she feels really lonely that's the episode that we're talking about. Hopefully that wasn't any spoilers. If you watch Sex in the City, a lot of us try to identify or see ourselves in one of the characters. You know, it's like, are you a Carrie? Are you a Samantha? So for me, I'm not exactly sure which character I relate to the most. I feel like I'm a mix of a few. However, if you were to ask my friends, I think they would say that I'm a Miranda. And I think they would say that Um, because I'm, I'd hope actually that they say that because first of all, I'm ginger, (laughs) you know, I'd like by default, I get the ginger character. If we're talking Spice Girls, I'm Jerry. If we're talking Sex and the City, I'm Miranda. I'm not quite as gingery as them, but still a little bit of redhead. Okay. So that's reason number one. Reason number two, I hope they would say I'm like Miranda because I'm very ambitious in my career and, you know, working towards my career, I'm working towards being successful and I don't want, or I won't put up with a man or a partner, sorry, somebody else dimming my light in a relationship. So that is all true. However, I'm not like Miranda in the sense that I don't think I'm jaded or cynical. I don't hate men. You know, I feel like I do shit on men a lot on the podcast, (laughs) but not in a relationship sense. It's more in like the male ego, especially the male ego in the workplace. I've gone on some rants about that. However, overall, I do not hate men and I do not hate love either. I actually feel like 
I'm a hopeless romantic. Like that may surprise some people, but I really am. Like I almost exclusively watch rom-com movies. My favorite genre of books to read is romance. Like if I'm reading a romance book, I'm probably finishing that book in like three days tops, which is a very quick read for me. I also listen to love songs all day, every day. Like I feel like I love love, you know, and I think because I'm single and because I've been focused on my career and, you know, building my life, people just assume that I am that jaded version of Miranda. And I just want to say, I don't think that's true at all. One thing though, that I have asked myself, and I feel like a lot of people ask themselves, what's wrong with me when they're single? You know, Usually though, it's like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I find someone? For me, just in the last few years, I've been wondering to myself, what's wrong with me? But not what's wrong with me? Why can't I find someone? But what's wrong with me? Why aren't I motivated to even try to find someone? So this is something I've been talking a bit about in therapy and we know I'm going to spare you guys my pro therapy rant. I love therapy, but this is something that I've been chatting through. The first thing that comes to mind for me and what I've come to realize, the whole reason why I'm not motivated to try is that I'm very independent or I think of myself as very independent. And I feel like it's a cliche, you know, to say I'm focusing on myself right now. You hear that as maybe a cliche way to break up with someone or when someone's maybe looking for to justify their singleness, that's what they'll say. I'm focused on myself right now. I'm focused on myself. However, for me, I truly believe that's been my entire life through my 20s. I'm 27 years old and I've never been in a relationship. And I don't think that's bad. I don't think that's great either, but... It's because I've been so focused on building my career. I've been focused on building friendships and, you know, relationships with people in the city that I I moved to for school. Like, I didn't grow up here. I basically started my life from scratch at 17 years old in the city. And I've been focused on building my life. I was also very or sorry, I was raised to be very independent. Um, I don't really know how to describe that, but it was just something that my parents really instilled in me was whatever you want, like you can do, you know, if you have a dream, you can like chase it, you can get it. Don't let anybody stand in your way, you know, you can do it. And I feel like that mentality is very independent, very like focused on self again and like building confidence and that kind of thing. I also remember one of the things my mom was very set on was how we should, we as in me and my sisters should live on our own at some point in our lives rather than just moving from home to roommate to boyfriend. Like we should really live on our own and figure out who we are. So this is kind of like the mentality of how I was raised. And I feel like also on the same vein of how I was raised or just who I was as a like younger person kid, I also don't think I ever really dreamed or aspired to 
be a wife and a mom. Like I played house, but I don't know. I don't think I ever was daydreaming about my wedding day or like naming my future children. I was naming my Sims, but like not my future children. I don't know. So the goals I always set were very work related for me. So I feel like when I moved out on my own, it made natural sense for that to be what I focused on in my life. However, what I've come to realize through talking about this in therapy is that my life, like I said, I'm 27 years old. I moved to the city 10 years ago. I've been building my life for 10 years. In the past few years, I've come to be okay with where I'm at rather than always striving for more. And in doing that, I'm coming around to the idea of being in a relationship. And, you know, maybe I am ready for that now because all of the other foundational pieces are in place for the rest of my life. What I've found is why I struggle to stay motivated. So this is all coming back to the question of what's wrong with me? Why aren't I motivated to find someone? My answer was that this independence that I pride myself on and that is so deep rooted into how I think and how I behave and what drives my, you know, actions and my goals, that's maybe becoming a fault in my life. And it's maybe not a fault, but it was just my way of viewing it was if I enter a relationship, if I do find someone I'm not going to be an independent person anymore. I'm going to become a codependent, you know, relate. I'll be in a codependent relationship. And like, that's not what I want. Like, that is not what I've worked so hard to do. And my therapist said to me, why do you have to be in a codependent relationship? And I was like, well, if there's somebody else in the picture, like I can't be independent anymore. And she was like, No, like a relationship isn't either codependent or independent. Like, why can't you be interdependent? You know, why can't you both be independent, but also both be in a relationship? And I was like, hmm, I don't know. Is that an option? Maybe this fear that I have, like, maybe that doesn't need to be a fear. So we really talked about that and... I wanted to start kind of just by talking about self and sharing a bit of my story because you often hear the advice those coupled up friends are going to tell you as a single person is you'll find them when you aren't even looking. I'm going to tell you guys something. Like I said, I've been not looking, okay? (laughs) I've been focused on other things for 10 years and I still haven't found them. But I think in my case, I wasn't looking But I also think because of my mindset, because of how I viewed my life and my independence and the life that I was building and wanting and aspiring to, I actually closed myself off to even the opportunity to meet somebody. And that's why I didn't find them. So wanted to put that out there because I think there's way more to you'll find them when you aren't even looking. So I don't know, just something to think about for the single gals. Are you looking? Are you not looking? Are you not looking because, you know, you're focused on something else and that's therefore closing you off to something? Like, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of layers there, but all of this, I hope, helps answer the question, you know, 
why are you still single or what's wrong with you? Because (laughs) I've been wondering that too, in the sense that I've already talked about. So thought it could be a good way to kick off this episode. I think you also hear that you got to love yourself before you can love someone else. And that I 100% truly believe if you don't know who you are and you're seeking, you know, somebody to make you feel whole, I, I personally, I don't think that's the way to go about it. I don't think you need external validation or you need somebody to complete you I think a partner should be somebody who compliments you and should make your good life even better I don't think they should be you know the missing piece and if you're feeling like something's missing I do think it is worth you know spending some time figuring that out becoming friends with yourself you know I think People kind of underestimate the power of knowing yourself and being your own best friend. So I do think there is definitely some merit in loving yourself before you can love someone else. Now that I have been figuring out who I am, I have a good sense of who I am. I'm proud of who I am. I kind of feel like I am becoming open to having a relationship. One thing that has helped me get here is realizing as I get older that to be a successful, happy, healthy adult in 2023, society almost requires you to have a partner, okay? I've been, dare I say the word hustling, I know that's kind of like not the word anymore, but guys, I've been hustling for 10 years to build this life. Okay. And I'm like proud to be independent. I'm so proud of what I've done on my own. I'm so proud to look around my apartment and be like, everything in here is mine. You know, everything is what I chose, what I wanted. I spent my money to get it. Like nobody can take these things from me. They are mine. I'm proud of that. However, this girl is tired okay (laughs) and when I say you know to be happy healthy successful in 2023 it requires you to have a partner what I'm talking about is to do what I've been doing is exhausting and it's not sustainable to keep this up for another 20 years of my life okay I'm talking like the bare minimum, doing groceries, cooking meals, cleaning, doing laundry, all of this on top of working a 40-hour work week minimum just to afford the cost of living. Plus, you're also maintaining relationships with family, friends, working in self-care, like going to the gym, practicing yoga, doing a face mask, taking a bubble bath. Like, what the heck? You need a two-person team to do all of this. And this is what I'm realizing as I, you know, get into my later 20s, especially now that I don't have roommates. I think that's another key part of my single story is that I've never felt lonely and I've always, despite me thinking I'm crazy independent, I've always had a lot of other people around that I don't want to say fill the void, but kind of offset not having a partner. 
And by that, I mean, I've had roommates. So somebody to help me, you know, we split the cleaning responsibilities. There's somebody to talk about my day to when I get home from work and like had a really shitty day. I need to talk out like, okay, I have roommates and my roommates became like my best friends, best friends that I would do everything with. So I had that. I also have the most supportive and loving family. I have two older sisters. So if I ever needed advice, if I ever needed to talk about things, one of my sisters, I text all day, every day. And if, you know, it's kind of ironic and this is something I've learned through therapy is I am independent, but this fear of codependency, I have people that I've talked to, my sister being one of them about literally everything in my life. So it's like, People who don't have that, of course, they seek a relationship and that's what motivates them to get like to find their person and to be in a relationship. But for me, since I had my friends and my family, I didn't feel like I was missing anything or I didn't feel like I needed anything more than what I already had. Now, though, my roommates have all moved out and I live on my own. I've lived on my own since the fall of 2019, I want to say. And I feel like this is when things started to click for me. And this is when I started to realize, you know, okay, yeah, in order to like do everything I want to do, to not be exhausted all the time, to, you know, keep striving to afford a home one day, like our society is built in a way where you need a two-person income. You need two people to get through this. And even outside of, you know, living expensive and affording a home and all of those things, it's also just life gets really chaotic. You know, I would go for dinner and drinks with my friends pre-pandemic when I was still in the headspace of being this independent woman who don't need no man. Like (laughs) I'd go for dinner and drinks with my friends multiple times a week after work and talk about like my life, you know, talk about everything going on in my life, all of my problems, I'd get their advice. But also as you grow up, and this is something I'm going to talk about in the whole idea of being the single friend, your friends start to enter relationships and they start becoming slightly more unavailable than they were when you were both single. And you start to realize, hmm, Maybe I need that one person, you know, besides my mom and besides my dad, that one person who is just as invested in my life as I am, you know, maybe not quite that much, but like, (laughs) I don't think that's quite a fair thing to say, but like somebody who's my person, you know, somebody who I can talk to and is my go-to for exciting things that happen to me somebody I can share that with somebody I can rant to when things go wrong or I've had a bad day something like that you need somebody else you don't need hold on let me rephrase that it's nice to have somebody else to also just share life with for like mental health reasons you know and not having to carry that burden alone That is one of the biggest morals I've learned the past few years is that just because I can do it on my own, I've been proving to myself I can do it on my own. It doesn't mean I should have to do it on my own, okay? Just because I can doesn't mean I should have to. So the next thing I wanted to get into was talking about being the single friend. And I've already, you know, started talking about 
um, how relationships change as you get older with your friends, things like that. But one thing that I feel like also becomes very evident when you're getting older is that people start to pity you for your singleness. And when you're young, it's like, that's okay. You're young and alive. You don't know who you are yet. Like you're figuring it out. You're, you know, it's almost like nobody expects you to be in a relationship because you're only 20 years old and the world is your oyster. However, once I've started reaching like 25, 26, now I'm 27. And again, never been in a relationship before. People start to like kind of take pity and it's, it's sometimes in subtle ways. Other times it's like very obvious, like, don't worry, he's out there. Don't worry, you'll find someone, you know? And something I've come to realize and why I feel like talking about this is me being extremely vulnerable is that when people give you pity for things, you start to feel shameful about them. You start to feel shame around whatever people are pitying you for. So if I'm 27 years old and I've never been in a relationship, I start to feel not even, I don't even want to say embarrassed. I start to feel shame. Like I'm doing something wrong and it's not that I'm doing something wrong. I know that I'm just going about things my way, you know, and I'm going about my journey the way that feels right to me. Like who are other people to tell me if it's right or wrong? Who are other people to inflict this like shame on me, you know? But that's kind of what pity leads to. And I think, again, the older you get, you watch Sex and the City. They're 35 years old in the episode I was talking about, season four, episode one. But you start to see how how that just takes over, like the pity party for the single people. I also think you start to feel a little bit lonely as you get older and you're still single. At the end of that episode of Sex in the City, Carrie um, has a birthday party and none of her friends show up because they're all stuck in traffic. They, you know, had other things going on and she ends up going home by herself and just like having a shower being like, I'm done with this, whatever. And later she meets up with her friends and she discusses with them how awful it felt that none of them showed up for her. And how much she wished that there was somebody there for her on her birthday. This really resonated for me because I remember the first year I had my birthday without a roommate, without living with a roommate. And I remember this was also pandemic. So this was 2020, October 2020. And I remember being like, tomorrow's my birthday. I'm going to wake up. And nobody's going to be here. Like nobody's going to know it's my birthday and be here to celebrate. Like I'm not going to wake up and open gifts. I'm not going to, you know, have somebody give me a cake or like give me a hug. Like, no, I'm just going to wake up. It was my 25th birthday too. So I was like, I'm just going to wake up by myself. And it kind of is a lonely feeling. However, throughout that day, I do need to say I had so many surprise deliveries. I had a birthday party that night and all of my friends showed up. It was COVID, so it was one of those like park birthday situations, but all of my friends showed up. 
I had balloons delivered from Tegan, who usually hosts this podcast with me. Like, I felt so incredibly loved throughout the day. So the fact that I was alone, I didn't actually feel lonely, but I could really, really resonate with how Carrie felt in that episode of Sex in the City. And as I look at my future life, I actually start to fear the loneliness getting even worse. I think about my sisters starting to have their own families and, you know, spending the holidays with them. Obviously their family, I can crash. Like my sisters would be like, girl, come here. If you have nowhere else to go, come here. I still obviously have my parents. Like it won't be lonely, but you know, you start to worry about those sorts of things. Like, well, who will I do this with? Who will I do that with? And I do take, you know, I do like doing things on my own and I do have friends and family, but it starts to bother you after a little while. Even outside of holidays and big special occasions, you can feel loneliness in the everyday moments as well. I think if you're single, you've maybe experienced this, especially if you're one of the last single friends in your friend group, but your coupled up friends or people in relationships, they have someone else to factor into their plans and factor into maybe even their budget and somebody else to factor into things where when you're single, It's just you and them, and it's easier to make plans. When they are in that relationship and they have that other person, they become less committal to you or more non-committal to plans and whatnot. I think a great example of this is travel. I love to travel, and I like to travel with someone else. Not only is it somebody to take my Instagram pictures, but it also makes it more affordable. Being able to split the cost with somebody else, you know, if it's of accommodations, experiences, splitting the cost is a really beneficial uh, perk to traveling with someone else. But like I said, as your friends enter relationships and start to have other layers of life being added on to their plate, they start to become non-committal to traveling with the girls or to traveling with you. And that also makes you feel lonely. If you're the single friend in your friend group, I hope this resonated with you and made you feel heard and seen and validated because all of those feelings and emotions I'm feeling and maybe you're feeling too are definitely valid ways to feel. And I think as we grow up, I keep saying, you know, as I get older, I realize this or as I get older, this is how my mindset is shifting. But it really is interesting to see how we evolve over time. And speaking of evolving, I think I've already said this throughout the episode, but I think there's so much power in being single. And I think it's something really amazing. I think it's made me the strong, confident, independent person that I am today. However, my mindset towards relationships and my views on having a partner are evolving. If you listened to last week's episode, you heard that my word of the year is discipline. And one of the things I want to stay disciplined with this year is to finding my person. Actually showing up, putting in the work consistently to find this person it is something that I'm working on. 
And if you're also working on this or this is also a goal for 2023, again, not saying it needs to be a goal, not saying it's the most important goal you're going to set this year, and also not saying that you need to find somebody or it's inevitable, so you might as well just enter a relationship now. Like, that is not what I'm saying. However, if you're feeling inspired or motivated to date and find your person this year, One of the things that I'm challenging myself to is to be social and get out and put myself in positions where I can meet somebody in real life rather than just relying on dating apps. That being said, I do also want to be consistent with my use of dating apps and again, putting in real effort for that. So that's on my mind as we head into the new year and as I think about staying disciplined with dating. All right, you guys, one thing I didn't take into consideration on a solo episode is how much energy I had to put into this doing it on my own. So I am totally exhausted, just mentally drained also. Like these are so many things and thoughts I've had on my mind for years and months at this time. So it's kind of emotionally draining to, I feel like I just had a therapy session actually. If you talk to a therapist, you know that emotional drained feeling that I'm talking about, but I'm feeling that a little bit right now. So I think this is a great spot to wrap up today's episode. I want to quickly plug next week's episode though. So before you pause or turn off and skip the outro, listen for one more second Next week, we are planning on doing a Q&A episode, so we want to hear from you. We want you guys to submit any questions that you have, any situations or scenarios that you're dealing with in your life where you're wanting advice. We want you to share that with us so that in next week's episode, we can do exactly that, provide all of our best tips and advice to help you guys in whatever you're currently dealing with. If you're listening to this episode on Spotify, we are going to be putting a question box in this episode, so check that out, Um, and that will be a way for you to submit your questions or things that you want advice from. If you're not listening on Spotify or you don't want to go about it that way, feel free to DM us on Instagram. Um, We'll also be posting on our Instagram stories a question box there. However, if you miss it, just send us a DM. We would love to hear from you guys. And like I said, we'll be answering everything in next week's episode. And on that note, we drop a new episode every single Tuesday. So make sure you are subscribed and following the podcast so that you don't forget to tune in. If you're feeling generous, please also rate us and give us a review on whichever app you're listening to this podcast that really helps us out. You can also follow us on social media. We're at our golden twenties on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Pinterest, you name it. We're there and we are at our golden twenties. We're also on Patreon, which is the best way to support the podcast for as little as $2 a month. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If solo episodes is something you're wanting to hear more of in season three which officially kicks off in february let us know we love your feedback and that is everything from me today i will see you guys next tuesday